Welcome to the SQL Podcast, episode 23. 23 is my favorite number, so today I'm going to be giving you something absolutely special. Usually we go through topics like premature ejaculation, how to keep it up, multiple orgasms, things like this. But today, I'm going to do something a little bit special. I'm going to literally be going be going back in time and be giving you a perspective of what I thought about sexuality then and what I think about sexuality now and literally breaking it down my mindsets, my beliefs, what I would have done differently and how I would do things differently in the past. And this is for anyone really. And if you're a young dude listening to this, like I'm talking like 18, 19 years old or even 20, please listen to this and don't make the same fuck-ups that I did. Don't make the same mistakes because I made a lot of them. And there's, you'll hear about cheating, lies, manipulation, just trying to do things for my own selfish interests. But I'm going to be talking in depth. I'm going to be raw and really open with you guys about why that was detrimental and why that deteriorated, deteriorated me as a person and why you can have multiple relationships if you want. You can have a loving relationship or you can even run sex parties if that's what you want to do as well. It's all up to you and you cannot do all this stuff through authenticity. Authenticity, being completely open and honest and completely transparent about who you are and what you want with women. But that's the tough path and I'm going to break it down. Now, when people say they don't have regrets in life, I think that's a bit of crock of shit. We all have some things that we wish we might have played a little bit better. But in saying that at the same time, we can always go, well, I learned from that mistake. They always say a wise person, they always say a dumb person makes the same mistake and does it over and over again. They say a smart person um, learns from his mistakes and doesn't make the same mistake again. But the smartest person looks at the mistakes of others and then he learns from it. So what I want to do today is if you're a young guy or even if you're an older guy, you're in a marriage and you're going, oh, fuck, I wish I did this. I just want to say again, as always, you are not fucked up. You are not broken. And I'm here just to like shed some light on some things that you might have done through my story. So yeah, buckle in and get ready for today. Now, if this is your first time tuning into this podcast, welcome, and my name is Andrew Miok, and I'm so excited to have you on. We are a movement um, to help men alleviate all frustration and anxiety from the bedroom so they can live a life of sexual freedom and have beautiful connections in the bedroom. So if you want to support this, the best thing you can do is share this and get this to as many people as possible. All right, now let's get into it. Wow, let's start at the virginity because that's always the best place to start. When I was growing up, I always felt, I wasn't the typical like guy who was all shy around women and never had any attention from women. I was actually pretty good with women growing up. I was like always very natural with women and what I would do, I was so fucking loud and obnoxious, like so fucking crazy and wouldn't shut the fuck up. The thing is, I didn't lose my virginity till I was 17 years old, but before then, I was just running around like a headless chook, like making out with girls. Like sometimes I'd go to parties and make out like with like 10, 10 plus girls at a party 
and do some other wacky shit just like that but what back then it was like erratic it was sporadic and just like when i was 16 running my own parties with jelly shots and charging people entry and things like this and it was quite an insane time in my life but the thing is it was just running around of like looking for like that validation looking for like that like uh, i'm like putting like i was so fucking obnoxious that it was insane but what i learned like looking back on that now it was like i was just trying to get that acceptance of like friends i was just trying to like hope that girls would like me and i get it i was a young guy as well like 15 all started when i was about like really like i think i had my first kiss at 12 years old i had it at carols by candlelight i think i was 11 i think 11 or 12 years old i had my first kiss some girl i think year two yes i was about that some girl like pulled me around the side of a the carols by candlelight so basically around christmas time and she she was my girlfriend at the time and she just stuck her tongue down my throat and i was like what the fuck is this this kind of feels nice something wet and slippery in my mouth but that's when it kind of started when i started to explore a lot of my sexuality then it was like fuck this is this is possible or that first time that (laughs) some girl sat on my lap and i was so fucking nervous and then all of a sudden i started getting like um this bulge in my pants and i had no idea what this was and looking back on talking about like the first sexual experiences it's like that is probably the one like kissing a girl for the first time holding a hand all that nervous energy building up you can probably relate to that it's like it's feeling so fucking nervous and feeling so scared about what's going to happen and being like all this anxiety building up inside myself thinking oh shit i better not fuck this up i better not fuck this up what what do i do i don't know what the perfect thing to do right now is if i was to look back at that dude i'd be like man just relax it's all gonna be all, it's all cool it's okay to fuck it up but it was just like when you're in that moment you don't know what to do and you're so young you just you're just going with the flow but i remember like losing the virginity at 17 years old my mindset was so fucked up then it's like i can't be 18 and still a virgin i can't if i'm still a virgin when i'm 18 i'm a fucking loser i can't do it so i remember going to this party and then i met this girl at this party i didn't know who she was we just started having chat i did my whole fucking routine just walk up and start making out with the chick cool and start fingering her or whatever whatever happened that night and then I pulled her around the back of the house. And then she goes, I, I want to fuck you. And I was like, oh, shit. And I ended up, I was like, I was, fro- I was frozen. At this time, I'll go, yeah, at this time, I literally, uh, I was such a fucking asshole to women. Because if you're coming from a place and you think cheating is the, the best way to go about things, it's really not it's really not and here's what happened i ended up having i ended up and oh fuck this is hard to say i ended up having a girlfriend at the time and having a girlfriend at the time and what i did was i cheated on this girlfriend that i had and what i did was i ended up having sex with another woman because i didn't want to wait till i was 18 because my current girlfriend didn't want to have didn't want to have sex with me because she wanted to wait for some special occasion 
And then I had sex with this girlfriend, this other girl, before I was 18, because I didn't want to be seen as a loser of being 18 and still a virgin, which that was only my own self-diagnosis. It wasn't anyone else's self anyone else's diagnosis. It was just purely my fucking own, especially going to a lot of like underage clubs when I was younger and things like this. But it was that pressure because I know I got a lot of connection from people going, uh, if I'm good with chicks, I'll get people to like me. And looking back on that now, but bro, people like you for the person who you are, for connecting with them for understanding them, for being a really good human being and being there for them as a friend. They don't give a fuck if you fuck tons of chicks. They don't give a fuck if you make tons of money. And the people who do care about that shit, they're usually low-level fucking people. So I literally just like going back and telling him that they're going, dude, don't be a fuckwit don't hurt women, I want to probably dive deep into this, because I do hear some guys going, oh, what she doesn't know can't hurt her, I've been there, I was that dude, I was that fucked up guy, so I did that, and I lost my virginity, I lasted probably about uh, 10, 15 seconds, if that, I was too excited, I saw a glow-in-the-dark condom, and I thought that was fucking far more alluring than actually putting my cock in a woman, and it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, like literally, I remember laying on my back, we're listening to a song, and the girl's name, I'm not going to say it, is one of the names of my first mentor, like how fucking ironic, I tell you that much, like literally the first dude who really got me into some conscious sexuality shit was the girl that I lost my virginity to, the same fucking name crazy, I was 17 and she was 23 at the time, so that happened and I had a girlfriend and I was just fucked, it's because I felt back then I had to get what I wanted by cheating, by lying and by manipulating and coercing, so my girlfriend at the time, she found out and we stopped seeing each other, she was really hurt and the thing is, it fucking pains me to say this shit, but I don't want you to be that dude. I don't want you to be that guy who cheats on women for your own selfish interest. You erode who you are as a man. You destroy the fucking person who's in front of you. And you fucking absolutely... It takes a toll. You absolutely fucking destroy another human being and that's fucking it it kills me inside to even bring up this story because looking back on it now I'm like Andrew don't do it mate don't do that shit because it's not worth it it's really not worth it to hurt another human being like this and this is what it didn't stop there I ended up going and doing cabinet making after I finished school and I end up doing some waitering because the money was really shit. I think I was making like $250, $200 a week doing cabinet making all the way in. I was from Melbourne. I, was, I went all the way to Melton. So the fucking ghetto of Melton, working there, basically in a warehouse all day, being told you're basically a piece of shit by your boss. It was an angry cunt. And yeah, 
that was fucking pretty pretty tough and then i met a dude i met a dude there who was selling drugs and then he got me going hey dude do you want to make some extra cash so i was like selling the drugs i'm like if i'm looking back on all this man it's like that brotherhood that acceptance and then nearly gonna go join a bikey club long down the track got introduced to that selling drugs meeting all these different types of people and it's like i realized it was just all looking for some fucking some care i was like shit this is so fucking ridiculous this is so ridiculous while living at home selling drugs from my from my parents house my mom and dad are split up selling drugs doing all some fucking hella gang shit i'll save the details but fucking hell you look back on your life of doing that and not to mention at that time i was like i was selling drugs going to clubs selling some drugs to fuck some chicks doing all this fucking wacky shit and if i look back on it now and i'm one of the best days of my life is when i actually got caught for selling those drugs because that really taught me and if i look back at now at that time i was like absolutely devastated but i look back at it now and i'm like so grateful that that happened because if that didn't happen i'd probably be dead shot or in jail or worse someone close to me would have got really hurt and in those times i remember it was fucking tumultuous i remember i was fucking i remember i had three monogamous girlfriends I was fucking a married woman and her best friend and I was and I was going out there as well and meeting other women like I remember at that time when three yeah three monogamous women I was at I was at the club with one of the girlfriends because I was promoting at a club in Melbourne and this married woman's text me and her friends texting me and then all of a sudden I literally, like, this is how bad it got, I remember one stage, this was probably the fucking pinnacle of how fucked up it got, and I had a, had a massive wake-up call, I was in the club with one of my, one of the girlfriends who was monogamous, and they didn't know about each other, it's all fucked, and then I remember I'm standing there in the club, and then this chick, I'm leaning, this, my, my girlfriend leaves, this is how fucking, like, like, relentless I was, this chick was like, goes, I'm gonna get, huh, babe, or whatever, she goes, I'm gonna go to the bathroom for five minutes, I'm like, cool, she goes to the bathroom and I fucking ran to the first chick I saw and started making out with her, like pushed her up against the bar. And then all of a sudden we're having a chat and the friend's like, who the fuck are you? Like just coming up and doing that. And her friend was like kind of like loving it that I did that and how much balls I had. Then I look behind me, fuck. And one of my girlfriends saw me do that. She walks up to me, I'll never forget this, and whacks me fucking harder than I have ever been whacked in my life. Think of the most, most loudest nightclub you've probably been to. Oh, she just walks up and goes, bang, smacks me square in the face. And I, I couldn't believe how fucking shit I felt in that moment. But I felt shit, but I also felt powerful because I was so fucked up because I didn't care about my own. All I cared about was my own selfish interest. I remember doing that had drugs on me, didn't care, we had a hotel, and it was like kind of like bit bamboozled, so that happened, then we went back to the hotel, both of us, and as we're walking down the street, she's slapping me, and fucking screaming at me, like fuck, it was insane, and then we're walking down the street, she's going crazy, and we get back to the hotel, and she's all emotional, and then she fucking just gets in the shower, and then we're just fucking in the shower, like 10 minutes later, it's like, it's 
because there was so much turmoil inside of me, there was so much turmoil happening on the external world. And if I can look at this situation and go back, and then the other girls ended up finding out that I was selling drugs. Some of them didn't know. Then other, oh, like selling drugs, get it, like having having like like cheating on all these girls, going out to nightclubs and doing all this stuff behind their backs. And I thought the only way that I could have multiple women in my life was cheating. I thought that was the only way. If I look back on myself now, I go, Andrew, do not fucking cheat. And since that day. I made a pact to myself. I go, I'm never, ever going to cheat on a woman and hurt a woman like I did like that ever again. No fucking way. So if you're a dude who's listening to this and you're thinking, hey, it's cool. What she doesn't know can't hurt her. Dude, fuck you, man. Fuck you. If you're a guy who's married and you're going into the whorehouse, you're going to the brothel or you're fucking consistently watching porn behind her back, and you can't open up and talk to her about this, or you're shutting down, dude, reach out, please. Reach out and come talk to me. Because I've been there, man. I've been there before. Sitting out the fucking front of a brothel, just doing it, and then you're having a girlfriend. I've done it before as well. You sit there and you go do that, you got a girlfriend... And you just feel this sense like you shouldn't be here, but it feels so right. And then you go in there and you fuck some random chick and you don't really care about. And you do this and you just feel this sense of fucking shame. And it's like kind of shame, pleasure and guilt all mixed into one. And you go back to your partner if you feel relief. But at the same time, you feel a deeper sense of how fucked up shit is at home and you can't bring it up with her. I've been there on a micro scale. But I don't know guys that are on macro scales in marriages 20 years plus and they're not saying anything. They live a quiet lives of desperation. That's what I'm saying at the start. If I could go back and tell myself then, Andrew, stop doing this fucking shit. Don't sell drugs and follow the path of most resistance, which Pierre and I talk about a lot. That was a rough time. Between the drugs, between the women, between the, between, oh, not to mention, after all that happened, I got caught for selling the drugs. You might have already heard that story, but I got caught and had to do 100 hours of community service. And I ended up, yeah, it was like I was fucking anyone I could see. Like, I ended up fucking the lady who was looking after me at community service, the second or third in charge. Yeah, and she fell in love and, yeah, again, just, probably what saved me and I thank God for this. What saved me from all this stuff was when I started boxing. So yell out, shout out to my um, boxing coach. If you're a young dude, and we always tell guys on the retreats, get into some form of martial arts. Get into some form of... Because this isn't just about us teaching you how to be better in the bedroom. When I say us, I say Pierre and I. Pierre talks a lot about masculinity and the feminine and, feminine and masculine dynamics. And... One second. Yeah, so we he talks a lot about he talks a lot about that, about how they intertwine and how they work. We talk about vulnerability, openness, boundaries, how to be how to be a, how to be a dude who has integrity in this world and walks around with integrity. Because I know for a long time I didn't fucking have integrity and that eroded me as a human being. Completely. It eroded me a hundred percent. And 
So that happened. I ended up fucking the chick who was second in charge. It's like, dude, between like the drugs and the sex, like the drugs, the sex, the alcohol, baby. But uh, I'm saying if you got to be the other side to realize that it's, it's, if you've got to be on the other side to realize that it's fucked, just take my word for it. Like the selling the drugs, getting caught, losing girlfriends, cheating, being, being a dude who was like really just off the radar, off the rails. Um, having unprotected sex, getting a, having multiple, multiple, multiple pregnancy scares, and by that happening, it, it's just it's fucking ridiculous. The pro and if you're a young dude listening to this, the biggest piece of advice I'm going to go into the next story is this. So I ended up fucking the yeah, I ended up fucking the warden doing all that. Um, the second, third in charge, but. What I learned was like, she, it was just another tumultuous situation. And what saved me was the, the boxing. If you're a dude who's listening to this and you go, I want to get myself off the street or I want to get myself into a good place, literally do some boxing, do some form of martial arts, do something that's going to have like that aggressive, like channel that aggressive energy and that focus. And that's going to get you on a fucking really good um, stead in life because it's going to show you how to step up, how to do certain things, how to actually live a life that that is scary at the first because you're actually living with complete congruence and living a life of like, I'm actually doing something that is fucking uncomfortable. But you know what? It's better than going down the route. Yo, can you, can you turn this off? Can't turn it off. It's the batteries, I think, are dead. Just talking to Pierre, the... The aircon is fucking freezing here. We're currently just in Thailand. So, with with going back to that, yeah, do some BJJ, do some type of martial arts. I highly recommend that. And I wish I told myself that younger, so then I could like channel my channel my energy into that. And there's no point fucking drinking. It's just killing your brain cells. The the drugs and the drinking, the things like that. It's like it's just. It's just fucked, really. It was like all the acceptance of trying to fit in. And if I can look at the peer circle, um, peer, 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 I'm saying peer, 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 peer circle that I hanged out with then, holy shit, it was bad. Like, poor oh, fuck. Like, prostitutes, fucking gang dudes, like, and guys, yeah, gang dudes and guys who hanged out in bikies and fucking hanging out at parties like it's just some ridiculous shit that you see but it's not really worth it it sounds glamorous but you just feel this sense like you just feel helpless and you feel like an elated sense of fucking like this like small sense of like peace at the time but really it's it's actually a pseudo sense of peace that's an artificial high that it just keeps like digging away and just makes you fucking more uh, more of a fucking shit human being and you just keep going into lower and lower consciousness well, moving on to the next part of this is, I remember one of the toughest times in my life was when I got a chick pregnant. That was fucking rough. And what happened in that moment was, I was young, as they say, young, dumb and full of calm. I think it was just straight after... I finished my boxing, I had two amateur fights, and after I did that, I literally found this girl, we're seeing each other, and 
we'll fucking like sometimes I was coming in her probably about four to eight times a day like that's how high my libido was at that time and because hey she's on the pill it doesn't count it's all good if you're a dude I'll tell myself Andrew always wear protection and if you're going to come inside a woman make sure you're only going to do this if you are a hundred percent sold that this is the woman that you want to have kids with that this is the woman that you want to share your life with if you don't do not come in her because I know a buddy of mine just recently has got a chick pregnant, not a woman that he did this through a through an act where they set up they they try to have a kid together. It was an accident, but for me, call it lucky or as you will. But we did that, we did that, and then all of a sudden, she goes, Andrew. I am pregnant. And I remember my fucking whole life just stopped. I was 22 at the time. I think I was 22, 23. And I was a, an apprentice carpenter. I was I had a fucking shitty boss. This Albanian boss. Like, dude, if you're out there, fuck you, man. But <laughs> let's not go down that track. Uh, he was just not wanting to pay um, public holidays. And yeah, o- overworked. No overtime. Stuff like that. But taught me taught me a lot of stuff. In saying all this, what I learned was like I was in that stressful situation again, probably making three hundred bucks a week, living pretty much living at this woman's house, and also what happened was we were just fucking all the time and just being careless, and just she said she was on the pill. But the thing is that one day she goes, "Andrew, I'm pregnant," and my life just fucking got destroyed. I I remember it. I go. I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this at all. I was... Didn't know what to think. Didn't tell my mom. Didn't tell anyone. I was like distraught. And I go, holy shit. This is going to be one of the most freaky Friday moments I've ever fucking had in my life. So what happened? Like for one month, we're going back and forward. We're arguing. I'm like a like an apprentice going off. What the fuck? I know you, you deliberately, you did this, you wanted to keep this kid, and she's like, no, I didn't, um, I didn't want to keep it, so then a whole month, we're like, basically fighting, and then basically, the next month after, I just basically said, yeah, we're still fighting, actually, for two months, we're fighting, for about eight weeks, we're really fighting about this thing, and kid, are we going to keep it, are we not going to keep it, are we going to keep it, no, we're not, and then all of a sudden, at the end of the day, it's her decision if she wants to keep it or not, I had, I couldn't, tell her yes or tell her no so she said to me she goes Andrew what I'm gonna do I'm gonna actually keep this kid and I was like what you're kidding me and I thought you know what there's no point fighting this just want you accept the decision that she wants to keep this kid and just be the best father you can be at the time I was only 22 I was like fuck we're gonna make it we're gonna make it through this so like two months of just basically fighting and saying that she deliberately got pregnant and things like this. Remember, I was in a different headspace then, so I've grown up a fucking lot. And 
Then I just go, you know what? I'm going to be the best dad I can be. No one knew about this. No one knew that she was pregnant. And at that time, I was still boxing. And I'll never forget this day till the day I fucking die. I get a, I get, I was doing boxing training one night. And I, boxing training was about 5.30 till 6.30. I, I went back to my car and I had about 15 or 20 missed calls on my phone from all of this woman's friends. And I looked at my phone and I was like, fuck, what is going on? And this is the, this is the freaky part. The next day, I was, sta- I was meant to stay at her house this night because, and I was going to take a sickie the next day because that next day literally was the day that we we're going to go see the doctor to get the three months checkup. I don't know the exact terminology of what it means or what it is, but to get the scans for the baby to see how healthy it is. But what happened, her friends called me up and they go get to the hospital immediately. She's lost a lot of blood. So she she lost a she lost a lot of blood and yeah, that was fucking crazy hearing someone who you love and you care about losing a lot of blood and them then going all the way from my hood in Hoppers Crossing back in the day all the way to the city which took about an hour and 15 minutes at the time it was hour hour and a half then finally getting there and seeing someone you care about so much hearing the story of her at work all day losing so much blood and yeah it's fucking nuts and then we i we i yeah I, I think I stayed at her house that night and I came back the next morning. And then, or I stayed there that night, I can't remember this part. But I know the next day what happened was we went in there to the doctors together and basically they just said, yeah, she had a miscarriage. She had a miscarriage on the fucking day that we were meant to find out if it was going to be a boy or a girl and then we're going to you find out if that you find out if it's going to be healthy and then you can start telling your parents and all your loved ones i'm saying that was probably the heart in both our relationships in our relationship and that was exceptionally tough and difficult to get through and i still feel for this woman like holy fuck but in saying this, I had another, I had another woman, and then on a different note, I had this other woman. I had to take her to. It's so stupid how they set this up in Melbourne. Fucking fuck Melbourne for this. Where the abortion clinic is, there's a place where you get an IUD. It's a female contraception that a woman gets, and they have them in the same um, clinic. So we're going out the front. We're going to get the. I'm, I'm walking with this woman to go get an IUD. And we're walking a different woman and we're going in there to get her IUD. And the thing is, 
oh, there's like fucking 10 fucking Bible bashing people at the front saying, because it's a place where you get abortion, so you're either going in there to get an IUD or you're going in there to get an abortion. So there's people basically pulling on the girl I was seeing at the time, going, Go, you shouldn't, like, what about Jesus? What about Jesus? You shouldn't be doing this. You're killing. This is murder. And I go and fucking nuts out the front. And then I, and I'm like saying fuck off to these people at the front. Like, this woman's already under stress because she's about to get something shoved in her pussy for contraception. But not to mention all the fucking people going in there who are getting abortions and they have no idea what reason it is. And I'm not going to sit here and have a discussion about for or against. I'm just saying it was horrific. And then sitting in that abortion clinic and the IUD clinic, which it's fucking dumb again. And seeing all these women and like seeing these guys with the partners and people bawling their eyes out, crying. And I'm sitting next to this woman. I'm going, oh, fuck. She's just getting an IUD. And you can tell the people who are getting the IUD opposed to getting the abortion. And I'm saying it was so fucking tough. It was ridiculously tough. And... That has scared me ever since not to come inside a woman unless I'm wearing a condom. I usually don't even come inside a woman regardless. I don't come inside a woman at all. At all. Unless I want it to be the mother of my child, don't do it. I know a guy who just got a woman pregnant, as I said. Please, please, if I could go back in time, do as much as it feels good, do not come in her pussy. Do, just don't do it. It's like, it's not worth the risk this could be the rest of your fucking life for one decision your financial risk this could be a financial thing or this could be something else so i just want to say hey learn from my lesson and wear protection and don't do it you might be thinking hey believe me i got fucking lucky someone up there or someone down in hell was looking after me it doesn't matter who it is, but I'm saying I got a second chance. You might not. And don't think you're different and you're fucking invincible. Because I thought I was invincible at your age at 18, 19, 20. You might be still doing it now at 25, 30, 40. And the thing is, you might be laughing about it with your mates until she goes, yeah, I'm pregnant to a woman. And you start to have to pay her child, child support. And you, oh, just don't do it. That's what, I, that's what I tell myself. Go back there, Andrew. You're a fucking idiot. Stop coming in women. And I literally stopped doing that as soon as I had that massive scare. But the thing is, I always say this. The universe whispers, then it speaks, and then it screams. Make sure you get the whispers. Because I had a lot of people tell me, wear protection, do this. And you're like, yeah, whatever. Make sure this is a scream from me. Wear fucking protection. Stop coming in women. And by doing this, you're going to actually have a more, a more fulfilled fucking life. And the thing is, if you're like, oh, well, it feels so good. Well, you know what? At least you're being warned. And if you do come in a woman, she gets pregnant. Well, you know, more for you. And you're a fucking idiot. Because you've been warned. Most people don't get the warning. I wish I listened to this when I was 18 years old. I wish I listened to this when I was 17. I wish I had someone, basically, yeah, I'm, I'm pumping up my own trumpet now. I wish I had someone had the balls to get on here and make these podcasts like this and be so real and raw with you. So then you can actually not make the same mistakes I did. I wish I had that type of mentor. I wish I had that free podcast where someone would be telling me, hey, Andrew, don't be a fucking idiot. Or hey, whatever your name is, don't be a fucking idiot. Because you know what? I didn't really have much discipline growing up. Mainly, just mainly from my mum. But really, apart from that, I could do whatever the fuck I wanted. So, yeah. 
I'd go back and go, Andrew, do not come in a woman. Also, going back to the cheating thing, you can literally have it all. Andrew, let me tell you this. From the dude who was just like so like all over the shop, didn't know what he was doing with his life and just like so up in the air and just like didn't know... Wow. he was worried about how many girls he had sex with how many how many parties he went to how many girls he fucked how much drugs he could consume how many drugs he could sell oh, all this stuff Andrew I'm saying this to you man is it doesn't matter about any of that stuff it matters about becoming a person who you like and then the world will like you becoming that person of integrity and self-sovereignty and who you can share messages with to the world. And when you do this, the world reciprocates and they love you for this and people start to love you. You don't need the love from drugs, sex or alcohol. You don't need the love from external stimulation. You don't need the love from people who you don't even know and don't even care about because they might have a little bit of social status or might be the ex-drug dealer of this or might they might be some chick who used to strip on a, at a club or some shit. None of that really matters. What matters is who you are when you show up as at your fullest and you're not trying to prove anything. You're not trying to be anything, Andrew. Yeah, you might lose some friends back then, but it doesn't fucking matter. Because the people who are fucking true and have great intentions and have a solid fucking heart of gold, they're going to be around you and all those other people will fall by the wayside. Andrew, you think you have to cheat and lie? You don't, man. When you're, when you're older, you'll see. You'll get to have multiple women in your life. You'll get to have your own sex party. You'll get to be with incredible women have mind-blowing fucking sex. You'll get to fall in love. You'll get to have all this. And you can achieve all this through fucking openness, being you, really allowing yourself to be vulnerable, express the deepest parts of your human soul, show the world who you are, not being afraid to let go and say, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm about and I'm going to fucking bear it all. Am I scared? Fucking oath I'm scared. But you know what? That's where the true vulnerability and the true essence of life is going to happen. It's not going to happen through your little fucking little sexual endeavors that you're trying to get approval from other people. People don't care. People crave you with an open heart and with your open truth opposed to the amount of women or sexual experiences you've been through, Andrew. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat them with love and kindness. Treat them with care. And always be open from the start when you meet someone. Day one, this is who I am. This is who I'm about. And you know what, Andrew? Little 18-year-old Andrew, you could fucking have 
the most amazing women, the most incredible fucking experiences. And you can and you will and you have. And you just keep opening up more and more. And going back to this, I remember I used to have try to have sex with some women. Like that's the oper- operative word here. Tried to. I was so hurt when I came out of some breakups. So fucking hurt. It crumbled me. And I would go out there and try and fuck as many girls as I could. And then what happened was I couldn't get it up sometimes. I really couldn't get it up. Because I was trying to do something from hurt and from ego. I was trying to go out there and do that thing. Do you know how many times I was laying in a woman's bed and I just didn't want to be there? Just didn't want to do it. I was doing this because I thought the world wanted me to do this. Because you're a man if you fuck girls. You're a man if you fuck lots of girls. You're a man if you can have sex with a woman. You're a man if you can go to the club and pull a woman. I get a lot of clients now who are business guys, business guys, entrepreneurs, marketing guys into um, investing, crypto, investment bankers, all this stuff. It's all the same shit. Theirs wasn't women. It was kind of partly women, but it was money. I'll get that acceptance and love when I have all this money and I can get this fucking car, when I can get all this shit. Then you realize, for me, I can speak in regards to, I truly, truly speak for the, truly speak for the women's stuff. I was going to say the finance stuff. I kind of can, but there's a lot of people who make a fuck ton of um, more money than I do. But I'll speak for the women's stuff. You go full circle. Andrew, you'll go out there. Mate, you'll have fun. You'll do all this stuff. You'll learn a lot. But you'll go full circle and what you'll really crave is a fulfilling sexual relationship opposed to just a one-night stand with some chick who you don't really know. Because if not, you know what? A wise man once said to me, turn them around, turn them all around. Turn them all upside down. They're all sisters. That's it. At the end of the day, what is it? It's just a basically, it's a, it's a piece of flesh as you are if there's no connection behind there. That is where the fucking real, real truth comes from. And that's where the true sexual connection from. And that's where the true love comes from. When you can strip back those layers, pull down those walls, say your fucking ugliest parts about yourself, say the things that you wouldn't tell anyone else. Tell them your deepest insecurities and your fears. Tell them what excites you. But show them that that fucking juicy part and express your emotions to a woman if you're living in fear that's cool and it's hard to get out of I get it we actually have someone on our team who helps people go through immense amounts of fear and can step out on the other side but that fear Andrew even with that fear when you're younger don't let that fear hold you back when I could really step away and go fuck I don't mind I remember one of my main mentors back in the day did a massive session with me I was like I don't mind what people think I spend a fuck ton people always ask me how'd you get to where you are what's the one thing it wasn't 
It was multiple fucking mentors. A lot of money spent. A lot of travel. A lot of times going broke. A lot of times breaking women's hearts. Losing one woman who I considered the love of my life. And all these moments, like I look back on it now and I go, Andrew, it's all going to be okay. All you have to do is let go and surrender. And when you make a decision, Andrew, little Andrew at 18 again, when you make a decision for when you're younger, do it from a place of like really breathing deeply feeling how you seeing how you fit with feel with this decision and if you do fuck up don't judge yourself for the fuck up don't judge yourself for the mistake that you made don't judge yourself for what you did wrong or what you did right sit there in complete surrender and go you know what it's all going to be okay because it is it truly is and when I still look back on my own past and I look at all these things that have happened, I just keep, like, even with the breakup, go back to that because I didn't really close that. I was trying to go out there and fuck the pain away. It's a great song, but it's not good in theory. I was just trying to fuck the pain away and get away from all this, all this pain, all this pain that I was in, but it didn't work. And as I said, I couldn't get it up. And the thing is, if you are struggling with premature ejaculation or you're struggling with getting it up, it is all psychological. And if you're thinking, oh, I have to go take this pill, I remember, I'll give you a fucking, I'll give you a perspective. I remember those girls into, and it kind of faded out over time and I was lost a lot of interest for it and I wasn't really that into her anymore. And I remember one night we went to a hotel, got all the sex toys and all this shit, and I brought Cialis, so it's the equivalent of Viagra, but much stronger. I took Cialis and I wasn't that into it. I did not want to be there at all. I just took it and I literally could not get it up when I had Cialis. I was like, fuck this. I do not want to be here. That's how powerful your mind is. Stop trying to... You know, that's how powerful your mind is and your heart. My heart was shut down with this woman. There's nothing wrong with her. I just didn't want her anymore. Andrew, don't... Fuck women who you don't want to have sex with. Don't do this for anyone else but you. Don't do anything for an ego stroke or a validation stroke because it's only going to fucking be more detrimental to your own psyche. Do things because you genuinely want to do it. If you want to settle down, which most guys, most of my clients that I work with, they want to settle down. They want to find the one. They want to have that great fucking loving connection, a woman who supports them, supports their business and is a fucking beast in the bedroom and she really gives it up and she's so loving and caring. And you know if you get a woman like that, you're going to be so loving and caring back to her and give her an insane sexual experience. You want like that lady of the street freak in the bed and you're going to absolutely treat her like fucking gold. You're going to treat her like the fucking most beautiful human being alive. And I know if you are looking for this woman, she is out there. And speaking to my younger self, keep your heart open. Do not close it off. Don't think you have to try this new manipulative technique. And I, back in the day, I learned a lot of fucking manipulative fucking 
techniques just because I was so obsessed with manipulation and persuasion. You don't have to do any of that stuff. You don't have to manipulate anyone or hurt anyone. The thing is, please see it from me. I've hurt way too many people in my past from doing this shit. And this pained me still to say, but I only want to say this so then you can get inspired not to do this. And the thing is, the path of most resistance, the easiest way is always the Jedi way. You can see like the the light, the fucking the dark side and the light side, whatever, from Star Wars. It's like what's what's the easy way? Doing it the fucking doing it the. You can be a Darth Sith. It's quicker and you get um, more um, quicker results and it's um, instantaneously better and you get fucking more power instantaneously. But overall, the light side always fucking wins. Always, always. They always look like they're gonna lose. Um, lose initially but they always win sticking it out that's why Pierre talks about back in the day he used to teach like techniques and techniques and lines in um, meeting women and he just got over it it's instant gratification what is far more beneficial even to my little Andrew self again don't learn that shit work on you as a human being get fit Get, get healthy surround yourself with good people get good mentors learn about business, become a man of high integrity, um, be the man of your word, step into a um, sense of um, power, don't be, don't be afraid to say what you've always wanted to say and be the man you've always wanted to be, Get always put yourself in uncomfortable situations that make you grow, always be willing to listen, humble yourself to new mentors and new experiences and new people, don't think you know everything because once you think you know everything that's when you are fucking done always have mentors in your life who always inspire you and push you i'm a big advocate of mentors and i wish i could tell my younger self when i was i got my first proper mentor when i was probably about 21 but i got like tennis mentors and stuff like that but i'm saying just having a life mentor having someone who's been there and done that before and they can help you it's that that's going to cut shortcut everything if you don't have a parent looking um you don't have a parent who you're like oh who can i look to for this stuff like especially for the sexuality just see me as your mentor see me as your mentor giving you this message giving you like some insights that i wish i knew at that age coming up and the thing is believe me you're gonna get your heart broken i love it get your heart broken go i did boxing you don't have to do this go get your heart broken go get in a fight in regards to the gym um, go do these things go get a sales job because it's going to really shape your character go go start a business go put yourself in a high pressure situation go do some martial arts do these things that are going to test your character in a positive way and have these people mentor you go learn about business and finance and things like this at a young age i wish i knew this that's what i'd be telling myself now and go get someone with the mentorship go get someone who's actually been in the position you want to be in that's as simple as that i see so much jargon and so much bullshit out there and i've had had some pretty fucking shonky mentors along the way i've had some great ones had some absolutely fantastic but the person i am today is because of the mentors i've had in implicate and the and the practical um, application that i've applied from learning what they've told me so i'm going to say that again the position i am in today is because of the mentors i've had and then the information that they have imparted on me, and then the practical application that followed after that. 
So it's one thing to um, know the path, but it's another thing to walk the path. And I'm such a huge advocate of walking the path, listening to a message and getting it done. Basically, I'm a dumb fuck. Like literally, I'm going to say it again. I am a dumb fuck. All I do is go to smart people, listen to what they have to say. I shut the fuck up and I listen and I apply. And if I'd go back into time, I'd say, Andrew, just keep, just like do this at a younger age and don't think you know everything. Because the thing is, I had a little bit of that when I was going down before I just kept getting schooled. The thing is, you're either going to get humbled sooner rather than later. So you may as well put you in position yourself in positions where you get humbled because it's not as bad. It's, it's still pretty fucking, pretty, uh, pretty intense. But the thing is, I'd rather you get humbled. I'd rather you put yourself in positions where you can get humbled, where you know what's going to happen, opposed to basically, if you don't humble yourself, the universe is going to humble you sooner rather than later. And it's going to be fucking painful. I've been humbled big time in the last few days. You can probably hear on these podcasts, they're a little bit different, a little bit more, a little bit more open, because one of my current mentors is basically telling me, Andrew, stop hiding. Stop being more raw, stop being more honest, stop being more open with the people who you talk to. So I thought, fuck it, it's time. I was scared to put myself out there. I was scared to put myself out there and share my message to the world. I was scared, but I I realized after all these messages and all the people we've helped at retreats, etc., how many people have thanked me when I've actually shared the message in private. And now I just want to start doing it more publicly so that you can start reaping the benefits. And I I hope maybe you've got one thing from today's podcast and maybe one thing that's going to save you big lessons moving in the future, moving forward. The last lesson I want to teach myself before we wrap up today is, I won't go into a story because there'll just be too many of these. Don't be afraid to tell a woman you love her first. How many fucking women I reckon I've lost in my life from being too afraid to open up and say I love you? Fuck. It takes courage and a strong leader to open up and say I love you. I care about you. Some of the best sex I've ever had is being with a woman where you're with her and it's pouring off you and you're just saying... I love you. I love you. I love you. And letting that just come out of your mouth. And you just feel how fucking amazing that is. When you can say it while you're having sex. There have been so many times I had to restrict this and do this bullshit mind game. So then she would say I love you first. Play songs that would like have I love you in it. So then it would it'd like trigger her to say it first or say I really, really like, yeah, fucking all this stuff, or thinking I'm losing all my power if I say it first, it's like, you are gaining power if you are doing this, you're only losing power if you're thinking like this, and you're thinking, like, if you say I love you, you're going to lose all this power, it's like, fuck, I've done this, what are you going to do, live in scarcity, hippie time with Andrew, love is the most strongest fucking thing in the universe, like, faith and love, I have faith and I have love. And what's going to happen is you're going to really, as soon as you have faith and love and you can let go, what's going to happen? Like letting go is like that love. I know some guys 
who just like really like they go I, I can I could work seven days a week and bust my ass physically and go into the war but tell a woman I love her that's way too hard that emotional repression is why I'm here it's why I'm making this podcast and if you're a man listening to this and you got this woman who you want to tell her you love her do that do that path of most resistance don't go kick the boxing bag don't go for that fucking marathon run don't go do that hard business decision do something that actually scares you tell that person who you actually care about who you've been wanting to tell for a long time how much you love her and how much you actually care if you haven't even told her you like her how about you just start there because little Andrew so many times I wish I could just opened up and told a woman how I felt because you can just tell it was all over her face and some guy's like I'm waiting for her to say it first it's like you're fucking joking me right it's all over her face it's all over her body language look how much she's doing for you look how much she's saying she all she wants you to do is just say it she might need that verbal fucking reassurance of I love you I'm not saying that you don't do it if you don't feel it but if you're doing it for some power fucking game dude fuck you man don't do it for some power game let it pour off you and when it pours out of your lips and out and from your heart you watch that she's probably going to break down and cry she all her barriers are going to fucking fade away and she's going to open up and i wish i could have done this sooner with a lot more women and actually speak from my heart and not be so afraid of the consequences I could talk about that for a very long time. But I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you so much for listening to me share my story with my younger self. I really hope that you got some nuggets of wisdom today. And if you didn't, please just send me a message and ask me about something that you'd love me to share so then I can potentially give you some value and give you some insights into your area of life, love, relationships and sex. Mainly sexuality because this is the podcast but you can see how it all intertwines. I don't want men to live in sufferance anymore in regards to their sexuality. I don't want men to feel like they have no one to talk to about this area of their life. I want men who step up, who can have real honest conversations about their sex life who can tell women that they care, that they care about them that they can open up their heart they can express who they are and what they want they're not afraid to go for what they want in want life we're here on this um earth to share our authentic beautiful messages that permeates from inside of us and so many of us repress that part of ourselves because we're scared I was scared for such a long time I'm starting to really step out onto this other side and I feel so much love and I just feel everything is going to be okay and everything is okay. Everything's always okay. There's always challenges along the way, but we always get through them. And I just want to say, if this message has really touched you deeply today and has given you some perspective on a few things, all I ask is please share with this with someone who may need this. Share this with someone in need who might really need to listen to this message i really want to help you and i really don't want to see you go through suffering there's too many men suffering in silence this i think i heard a statistic the other day 
Seven out of five, I don't know if this is true or not, so don't quote me on this. I heard this from a friend. Seven out of fucking ten men. Actually, no, I won't even say the statistic, but I'll just say it. I don't know if it's true. You can look it up. I'll probably look it up later. Seven out of ten men. Um, no, I won't even say it. It's, about, it's a suicide statistic. Apparently, it's like seven out of ten men like really contemplate com- committing suicide after after a marriage and stuff like that. Like really, really um, contemplate it. But I'm going to double check into that. But what I'm going to say is it's a real thing. There's a lot of men going through suffering. A lot of men um, thinking about suicide. A lot of men who can't open up to a woman. A lot of men can't express themselves. A lot of men in unfulfilled relationships. A lot of men who don't know how to talk about sexuality or bring it up. A lot of men in the bedroom so unfulfilled don't know who to turn to. And they're going to brothels and, and getting on porn and cheating. It doesn't have to be like this. It really does not have to be like this at all. And I just want to say, I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you so you can have functional relationships, how you can have healthy sexual relationships and start being with women who you care about and you can start being number one and and foremost. Being honest to you. Having a really, really strong relationship with you. Because everything starts with you. And if I can touch one person and change their life, if, I can, if I've changed your life today and I've given you some perspective, please share this with a friend. Thank you so much for listening today. Some of this podcast was a little bit hard for me to open up and share part of my story. But I want to say thank you for listening and thank you Thank you so much for being a part of this movement because this is going to change the world. It's going to change the world, the way that men view, view sex and relationships and dating. And they're going to, it's going to view the way that men and women communicate. This is going to be great for men and great for women. Remember, we are on the same team and I'm so excited. I'm so fucking excited about helping you out. So thank you again. I'm Andrew Mayock. And this is the SQL podcast, and this is a movement that is changing the world. Thank you.